is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in to the toll-free number at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features you'll find on our site, unlike those other talk show hosts. They, who want to charge you, oh, five, six, seven, eight bucks a month, we charge nothing. So go and enjoy over at freetalklive.com. So this morning, bright and early, Allie and I and, oh, I don't know, a few dozen activists from around the state traveled a great distance, at least for those of us here in New Hampshire. <laughs> right. New, by New Hampshire standards, it's a great distance. Great distance. We went about two hours uh, north here of uh, Keene and went to a place where I've never been, uh, Plymouth State University. It was my first time as well. And some place that you didn't even know where it was a week no, ago. I thought it was uh, the seacoast area, but turns out it's up there in the north uh, part of the, or the, kind of the center part of the state, I guess, not really too far north. But the reason we were there was to support a friend of ours, a friend of the show, Brad Jardis, who we spoke to last night and talked in detail at that time about what he was planning on doing today or what he originally had planned on doing today. And the the plans changed a little bit from when they were first formulated. And it has to do with uh, college campuses and the right to defend oneself. And in a lot of places in this country, you don't have that right. Uh, Well, you don't have the right to defend yourself with a weapon. I suppose if you knew martial arts or something like that, you could use that against an assailant on a college campus. But if you've got a knife or a gun or something else, pepper spray, whatever. Some sort of tool. Right. You're violating campus policy in that case, and they don't like that very much. So they have a rule, at least in New Hampshire and, and again, many other places, very similar, that essentially says, uh, you know, this is a violation of uh, school policy. You'd probably be expelled for it, that kind of thing. And Brad Jardis decided that this was going to be an issue he wanted to take on, which is interesting because he doesn't even carry a gun, as he pointed out in his press conference today. Nor uh, is he a, a, a you know a dangerous guy. He says he carries ants out of his house. <laughs> he doesn't even squish bugs. So I thought that was kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Like, on one hand, this guy is planning to carry a, a gun to campus, but on the other hand, he doesn't actually have a gun. Yeah, for me, even for excuse me, even for me, uh, hearing him say that he doesn't own a gun was surprising. And uh, as a former cop, too, right? Yeah, you'd exactly. Think, right? Uh, usually, I hear people say, "Oh, you can always talk to relate to cops if you start talking about guns and stuff." They're usually into that, and it's true. They'll be more personable because common interests, but. He doesn't, you know, he said he didn't own a gun. And like you said, he's very peaceful, even towards uh, non-rights possessing creatures. <laughs> so I thought it was I thought it was a good point to make to point out uh, to the students who see guns as this thing, that, not a defense tool, but an assault tool. I think there were a lot of things that uh, that happened today. And we were there till noon. Uh, so we stayed for three hours on campus doing outreach and talking with folks and singing as well. Uh, we'll cover some of what uh, what went on today. But what I thought was most interesting was that there was no way anyone could look at this, uh, what happened today with uh, Brad and, and Tommy Mozingo, a former military member, Brad, former cop, uh, coming on campus, originally planning to carry guns. They ended up, well, I don't know if they did carry guns or not. They didn't carry guns openly today. And, of course, the 
uh, one of the the headlines that uh, has been written about this is that uh, let's see the guns. Oh boy, where where was it? Well, anyway, basically they didn't carry guns. Well, yeah, there was some headline that uh, said that the you know the guys that were going to carry guns didn't didn't carry guns at all. That which is a jump to a conclusion. I mean, there's no there's no way to prove they didn't have guns. Because they could have had guns. They just didn't have them openly. And Brad points out that the reason why they didn't go through the original plan was because they didn't want to be seen as violating the judge's order and being painted as the bad guys. And they felt like – or he felt as though that they could kind of spin things in a different direction if they were completely unassailable by the police. Do you think he made the right decision? It, I think it just all depends on what his intentions were. So I think that, you know, I thought I thought his original plan was great to show up with guns and, you know, do an outreach to folks. But then they threatened him with contempt of court. Yeah, they came right after him. Both barrels, as it were. Yeah. And that's, you know, that wasn't I don't think he was expecting that in advance. And if that wasn't your original plan, then you've got to be willing to, to think on your feet and make some changes. I'm sure other people would have done it differently, but everybody always has uh, second right. guessing. You know, and also when you're talking about, uh, you know, civil disobedience involving guns, as opposed to civil disobedience where, you know, you decide that uh, Central Square is a good place to do some gardening or, you know, whatever it is that uh, one might choose to do in their form of civil disobedience or maybe some filming um, in the courthouse, that kind of thing. That's an entirely different situation than civil disobedience involving guns. Guns tend to uh, result in felonies. Mm. So one has to be, uh, you know, clear. Well, contempt of court wouldn't be a felony, but it would be time in jail and more time no, than he otherwise would. People seem to have uh, sympathy for for folks with guns. I mean, you know, there's there's you'd get far less sympathy. It would have been more time uh, in jail for him and that's probably a factor. But also Brad's like a legal eagle kind of guy. He's really into, you know, working in this in the system and knowing the laws and trying to kind of use their system against them. He really believes this that his approach is going to work and I hope he's right. I hope I hope he's correct in that he thinks that you know, if he were to have gotten arrested, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's not here right now. Um, so if he were to have gotten arrested today on contempt of court, he'd, he'd be in jail. I mean, contempt is you're right in jail. Yeah. And there's not much you can do to prepare for a court case when you're in jail. The Agreed. jail library sucks. And uh, when I mean that, the jail, uh, the jail library is not bad, but the jail law library sucks. It's a joke. And Brad has a case in court. Brad and Tommy, Tommy's kind of the unsung hero here he hasn't been getting as much of the press coverage uh but uh, brad and tommy both have to appear at grafton superior court next week and the intention is i guess they've lawyered clear up clear this up with a couple of uh, free stater attorneys liberty activists who've moved to new hampshire as part of the free state project who are also attorneys uh they've hired them on to uh, defend them in this case and i guess take this all the way if possible and brad believes he can overturn this university rule if he's successful in court. This, now, this would not be the first is state by any rule. stretch uh, yeah. to have, I think, Oregon. Oregon was one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and the, a guy called in from West Virginia saying that uh, guns are legal on their campuses, that there's probably 25 universities in the United States where this is the case. And these aren't just private universities, state universities. Have these state universities, since they existed, always have had bans on guns? Or did, is this a new thing? Well, that's a good question. I would imagine it's newer. But that's total speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, academics, um, not big fans of uh, of guns. They generally want other people to carry them for them. And but, do Mark, it was only a few decades ago when people were carrying guns to school in elementary school. Elementary school, yeah. I mean, you would think at those times maybe guns would be a little more tolerated on, on I would college think so. campus. So uh, good question. Good, that'd be a great question for someone who's been around a few more uh, you know, decades. Well, the and, reason I ask is because according to Brad and 
some and some of what I've read, it's not legal for them to be having these bans in the first place because right. they're state universities. Well, Brad says that, uh, and he cites laws, and he's got a blog post all about this over at freekeen.com. You have to scroll back for a few, couple few days, maybe a week. And uh, Brad's point is that the, the New Hampshire state law says that a political subdivision can't regulate the right to bear arms, period. Mm-hmm. And the college system is basically saying, yes, we can. And so they're going to court. And the college has taken Brad and Tommy to court, so they're going on the 13th, uh, so uh, probably be another day of uh, activism for me. Uh, so we'll be going up to support them at Grafton Superior Court. Now this, by the way, is the same court which we told you about several months ago that tried Weed a Clause, uh, Bob Constantine, who was uh, arrested and charged with felony uh, for growing marijuana. And this was the same courthouse where they were cracking down on press implements at the door of the court. Now, again, the courts around here completely do whatever they want to, and they set their rules arbitrarily. So one superior court, like here in Keene, they take your stuff from you right at the door of the courthouse. And then in this other courtroom in Grafton, they were taking stuff at the door of the courtroom. So you were allowed in the courthouse with media devices, but not into the courtroom. Yeah, just do whatever they so, want. So it'll be, the second, it'll be the first time we've been back to superior court since that original situation. But more about the guns on campus issue, we'll hear from some students as well as uh, check in with what the mainstream media is saying about it. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. You can dial in toll free. The number 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It is your best chance for achieving liberty in our lifetime. And if you were around this afternoon, you know why? Or I, excuse me, I say this afternoon, it's been a long day. It was this morning at 9 a.m. and we all left here at around 7 because, well, we had a two-hour drive. Uh, Allie and I say we all, Mark, you stayed and worked because you are a productive kind of guy. Somebody's got to keep this little ship afloat. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people did go up. We had at least four carloads uh, yep. full of people coming out of Keene. And I don't know if Keene was the majority there, but I would say that it Seemed might like be the it case. like it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people did come from all over the state. Uh, liberty activists converged because, well, part of the Free State Project is, uh, you know, we're here to do activism. And that means standing behind your fellow activists, presuming they're doing something with which you agree, uh, when they do something. And in this case, uh, Brad Jardis and Tommy Mozingo, former cop and former military, decided they were going to go to a college campus, carry weapons, uh, and they... They ended up going to the campus. We don't know if they carried weapons. They may have been carrying them concealed and were stopped as soon as they uh, entered the property by the police. And the police handed them an order. Now, we talked in detail last night about this particular order. It's very outrageous. How did the police know who they were? Well, they probably were able to identify Brad and uh, then the guy I, with him. Yeah. Well, well they, they both said, were wearing suits. Right. They are dressed very professionally. So they sort of stood out in that way. Exactly. And now, 
one of the, the areas in which we dropped the ball, and when I say we, I mean the activists who came out, was that a lot of us were on campus before Brad and Tommy, that we got there a good 15, 20 minutes before they arrived, maybe even longer than that. And they were running a little bit late. And we should have uh, had a staging area outside of campus that we could all meet, walk on campus together. But we didn't. And as a result of that, when Brad came on campus, most of us weren't around because we didn't know where he was. We didn't know the campus. Uh, his cell phone wasn't responding very effectively. And so there was kind of this communications dead zone for about 10 or 15 minutes where people were getting a little uh, nervous. They didn't know whether Brad was under arrest, like if they'd come his up. His phone been turned off. Right. If something had happened as soon as they tried to enter the campus and we didn't know where they were, we ended up finding them, but not after you know it had all gotten started. Uh, and so th- they'd been served with this order which says that they're not allowed to come on campus with any weapons if they violate the campus weapons policy they will be found in contempt of court and subject to arrest so the judge is backing up what uh, brad jardis believes to be a completely illegal policy with a temporary restraining order and they're going to be going to court next week to hear arguments on this particular issue and, and brad jardis believes he'll be able to overturn the entire uh I guess I guess he he believes they're going to be able to overturn the entire university system regulation or something like that. Maybe we'll get him on the phone later tonight and, and get an exact. Doesn't look good uh, so far. You think that if the judge, uh, you know, was um, you know uh, amicable to the idea that they that he would uh, forestall the university from right. stopping him? I mean, it's just a possibility. I tend to agree with that uh, perspective. But let's check in with uh, what the mainstream media had to say. Uh, there were a number of media outlets there today, uh, newspapers from around New Hampshire. I believe Boston Globe probably had a reporter there because they do have a report up. Uh, WBZ out of Boston, both the TV and radio side, were there as well as uh, WMUR in Manchester. So you're already starting to see stories pop up. Uh, there were There were nationwide stories last night it even hit fox news uh about this going to happen and so you're probably going to see some some follow-up stories they're already if you if you google for plymouth state university and click the news link you'll be able to find most of these things Uh, but here's the report from wmur out of manchester actually that report appears to have no audio so I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> have it up. See this. This is uh, what so many of the other uh, shows do. They have the, uh, the the little clips ready and that kind of thing. What's Here that? we go. From wow. Okay, they, they it's actually in the audio where the guy talking. They must not have uh, gone to the live shot. Thank you very much. Would you like one as well? Yes, please. Here you are. This is my Thank first restraining order. Brad Jordan and Tommy Mazingo <laughs> were handed the restraining. So Brad's a former cop, and he's probably handed out a few restraining orders uh, in his 10 or 11 years on the force, but this is his first time ever receiving one. Now, he's already read this. There, it was emailed to him uh, yeah. last night, but for you know, for the record, he's uh, reading it in front of the, the group, which, this group of people that uh, kind of slowly gathered into a fairly large crowd of folks, and there were people kind of cycling in and out, maybe as they were going to and from class. Uh, it certainly seemed like I don't know how many people were skipping class on this particular day due to this event, due to the college basically telling the entire student campus that if you skip class, oh it's God. okay. It's, there's going to be killers on the campus. Right. So here they are. They're reading their restraining order. Restraining order seconds after stepping onto Plymouth State's campus. And any person acting in active concert and participation with us are enjoined from carrying firearms or other weapons prohibited by USNH weapons, firearms, and explosives policy. On the Plymouth State University campus, Jardis and... Now, the part they don't show in this uh, news report is the second provision in this restraining order, which orders Brad Jardis and Tommy 
to post on freekeen.com, which is a blog you hear about a lot on this show because, well, I operate the thing, uh, to post to – and Brad is a blogger there, and he's been blogging about this the whole time – but to post the order to the blog. And it's interesting that you know the, the news media, the mainstream media, has completely ignored all of the really outrageous free speech violations and violations of free press that have happened well, They don't care here. about the press until it happens to them. Well, right. They don't care about press when it comes to blogs and you are citizen correct. press and things like that. And this is more That's evidence. competition. <laughs> well, this is more evidence that they, as the news media, don't care – even about the First Amendment, which essentially, I mean, this would be the equivalent of a judge ordering a news reporter to do a news package and put it on the air about, uh, you know, whatever court they issue like he doing, had. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but they do it all the time. Do they? I've never heard of this ever happening before. Oh, I mean, I mean, news media using the, you know reporting on stuff the judges said and they're used to doing stuff like that sure they wouldn't have a problem doing it because it wouldn't even feel like an order to them they do it so often right i see where you're coming from but as far as there's ever been an order that has said to some individual you must speak you must speak and you must speak in the venue in which we are instructing you to speak i agree that's totally outrageous it is and so you know what happened last night i blogged about it over at freekeen.com basically telling this man in the robe that he doesn't control this blog he doesn't control freekeen.com and uh, we're not going to stand for posting his ramblings on our blog. So that was uh, that. Let's get back to uh, WMUR. Here's report. Zingo argue that the university's policy restricting guns on campus is illegal. Law-abiding people should have the right to carry firearms, and taxpayers in this state should be upset that the university system is keeping them from doing so. But now, what do you think? Uh, were we there for like a good hour, just standing there with with Brad Jardis? Something like that. I didn't look at my my uh, watch too, or not watch, but my phone, my time uh, too often during it. But I feel like we were there for quite a while, and that's because there was a large amount of participation. I mean, obviously, you can only get so much so much out of a two minute report here from uh, from a TV station, but there were young people and teachers and you know admi- administrative staff and cops uh, surrounding this area where Brad and Tommy were speaking, and it was just kind of ended up being not just a press conference where they were talking to the media kind of in the beginning, but it ended up opening up to just kind of a, a conference between them and the students at uh, at PSU, which was great. Uh, it gave people the opportunity to really kind of speak their concerns to, to Brad or share their agreement with Brad. That happened as well. The students were of a mixed, uh, you know, kind of a mixed group of opinions mm-hmm. about this what was going on. This is New Hampshire, on. and lots of these students have carried guns. Yeah, and uh, so we'll come back with more here, 855-450-FREE. In fact, uh, Tommy was telling me later that uh, he encountered students who changed their minds while they were on campus That's today. the important. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. You're welcome to comment on guns on school campus, 855-450-3733. And by the way, as of this morning, the Virginia Tech situation, from what I heard from the news people that were there, uh, they have not yet determined whether the Virginia Tech shooter was even a student, the one that happened yesterday. 
Does that um, look any better for um, Brad? No, I just think it's an interesting detail, right? So it was actually something that came up today at the press conference, as you might imagine. We'll get back into that here in a moment, though. If uh, you're anything like me, you probably don't have enough time to do reading um, you know, out of a book anymore. Audiobooks are a great way to get in all that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down and read a book. Even if you do read books... You could get in more reading by, you know, substituting on your drive or your exercise, your gardening, whatever it is that you might do that might uh, fit, um, you know, uh, an audio book. This, this is a great way to do it. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment in all kinds of categories, um, whether it's business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, fantasy, everything else. It's fast, easy, and affordable. I've downloaded them. I know that it is. You can get a, a free download with your gold membership, your free gold membership, just by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Go ahead and get your, your free audio book. Uh, not only do you get to listen to a free book, it helps free talk live, too. So mainstream media was all over the place today uh, at Plymouth State University, where Allie and I and dozens of activists from around New Hampshire were gathered together. And I would say almost all of them were Free State Project participants People who, like you and uh, I and Mark, uh, all moved here to get active, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And I, I just touched on it before, but Brad actually talked about the Free State Project while he was speaking. He kind of turned this into an opportunity to promote the Free State Project, I guess, in the hopes that it would get media coverage. Of course, whether the media mentions your website that you plug while you're doing your activism or not is completely at their you know their disposal. Right, but I think... From what I recall, Free State Project was one of the only organizations he sort of pointed out to reference. So if someone was thinking, well, you know, who is this person? Why are they doing this? And they look up the things that he was telling, you know, right. look up, then that would at least be a good one. Well, the kids today, sir, I call, keep calling the them kids. kids today. Well, you know, if that's what people are calling them. And the suggestion is the reason they shouldn't be able to have guns on campus is because some of them might be irresponsible. You know, some of them might be drunk. Well, but here's the, this is the the question I would have is what about the kids that are off campus? I mean, one would assume that college t- students that the college students would believe the college students are at least as uh, responsible as townies or anybody who's not going to college of their same age. I'm just guessing that seems reasonable to me, at least as responsible, if not more so. I think I you could probably convince that. the average college student that the for a lot of college students, it's just an extension of high school for yeah, them. I tend to agree with Allie. If you haven't been out in the real world, then there's a good I'm chance you're not about very responsible. I'm convincing college students that college students are at least as responsible. If I'm not convinced, trying oh, to convince yeah. students. Oh, no, I'm sure you could get them to admit that they're very elite. They're more responsible <laughs> than um, the average they citizen. They certainly want, wouldn't want where, to admit to be in And it's high legal. Here in New Hampshire, it is legal for a person who is 18 years old to carry a gun on their hip or concealed any place except their stupid, stinking campuses. And every place, you can carry it in the state house. Why aren't there drunk teenagers walking into the state house and capping state mm-hmm. reps? Yeah, This is just how silly well, the, these fears are. The police like to drink, too. A lot of them do. And uh, they're doing all, you know, they're not shooting people completely at random. All the time. I know. They kept calling to, you know, oh, we want a gun-free campus, but I counted 
seven guns there. Just... Right, and then there were the undercover cops, one of which was actually called out during the uh, the event. Of course, you got uh, the guys from Cop Block there, uh, Damo and uh, Pete, were on hand. And at one point, a Damo pointed out, because again, it kind of just had uh, become this discussion, more of like an open discussion with Brad Jardis and Tommy to a lesser extent. But Brad was really mostly fielding uh, most all the questions. And so you had professors and you had students that were just basically calling out questions and talking with Brad. And at one point, uh, a demo pointed out uh, just kind of openly. Professors, right? Like professors. These are the these are the elite minds of our nation. The ones that were quaking in their boots that somebody, two two men would carry automatic weapons strapped to their backs, come on their campus. And I guess they thought they were going to shoot people up or something. They did they did they crack our boys? Did they crack them? Oh, their questions? Yes. No. 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 I mean, you'd think that these professors would be able to ask one biting question that would would, would stab to the quick of this. They ended up getting into political philosophy at one point, and uh, basically Jardis was called out as an anarchist, uh, essentially, by one professor who was touting democracy. I thought it was Tommy. Or she was having conversations with, with Brad, and then... Tommy's was True. sort Tommy of did pick up that ball. taking the moral, oh, you know, well, he said, let's just privatize these things, which I think is a good, a good approach. I think that uh, that word is a bit of a no-no word when it comes to Especially folks of the left, college professors oh, yeah, that, of the left I mean, persuasion, because usually when you look at, I don't even like the word myself, uh, and th- that's because the, when you look at the history of privatization, it usually ends up being a history of favoritism yeah. towards corporations that are connected to the political class. So, for instance, if you're going to pi- privatize a school or privatize a road or privatize a fill-in-the-blank government service. Somebody's going to get a sweet, sweet monopoly deal. Yeah, some <laughs> local businessman who knows the politicians is going to be the one who gets the bid on the privatization deal. And then all of a sudden what you have is a government – authorized, privately run program. And that's not what Tommy meant when he said privatization. What he meant, I think, was to get the government out of it completely. And it did end up coming up, the idea of no government whatsoever, when basically both Tommy and Brad bristled at the idea of supporting democracy. Brad actually ended up saying in front of this crowd of uh, folks that uh, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. Mm -hmm. And he says it's a great system if you're the wolf. So there were yes. some really good sound bites, and that that, that, that pones here. any professor that's uh, ever you know yep. advocating uh, democracy. Well, interestingly, that same professor that was questioning him in this case said, "Is it true what I've heard?" And it's good that she asked this, I suppose, rather than just believing what she'd heard. But she said, "Is it true what I've heard that uh, you were invited to have a discussion with the chief of police on campus or something like that, and uh, that you refused?" And he said, "No, no one ever approached me." So he said he'd be more than happy to have a uh, you know discussion with the chief of police, and that he would love to Bet have a, <laughs> uh, an open discussion, which would be open to the whole school to come to. Because the chief uh, of police is some great uh, orator and debater. Come on, yeah. they're not hired for that reason. So we were uh, playing back some of the mainstream media coverage here uh, with the WMUR, and then we've actually got some audio from some of the college students as far as what they thought or what they were thinking about what uh, happened today. So this again from WMUR in Manchester. Restricting guns on campus is illegal. Law-abiding people should have the right to carry firearms, and taxpayers in this state should be upset that the university system is keeping them from doing so. But the university isn't convinced any laws are being broken. We believe we are acting uh, uh, in accordance with the... the USNH charter, which was established through uh, the general court. The university warned students ahead of the upcoming protest, with Jardis himself admitting earlier he planned on carrying an unloaded rifle around campus as a symbolic act. Some people had classes canceled today. You know, so a lot of people are freaking out about this. 
You know, there, there, there's absolutely no purpose having this here. A lot of students <laughs> have just been afraid to leave their dorms. There are people who are not going to classes, which, I mean, it's sad because it's our last week of school. Now, those are interesting claims because it was actually asked at one point if classes were canceled because of this. Brad asked that question out loud, kind of to the crowd, which was mostly students. And no one said their classes were canceled today. I yeah. don't think their classes were, from what I read, classes were not canceled. They were uh, you had the option of not coming to class, and then most teachers were expected to make arrangements with students that weren't comfortable coming to class. They were supposed to uh, excuse them, basically, right. if they didn't want to go. And it was interesting that at one point the issue came up with the, the crowd about, uh, why did you choose this day? Right, and, and for Brad, it was just, it happens. It just happened to be this time when he decided to do it. It just so happened to be the last day of classes. Now, finals begin on Monday for this particular school, so today was the last day of classes. And there was some guy next to me that, you know, standing in the crowd watching this, uh, some guy next to me goes, makes makes a comment about how, uh, that basically that, you know, the kids are trying to work. Uh, they're trying to study. Because I had said something, I guess, about how, well, you know, test, testing is until Who's Monday. Who's holding the kids out here? Well, Nobody's got a gun. <laughs> if I was a kid at that school, I'd be like, wow, I'm so glad they're doing this because now I can study and take that extra, you know, to have more time. But this the, was the library guy. was darn quiet today. More coming up here. Uh, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. The LC9 Center Fire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine and it's American. Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, and bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can uh, certainly call in to comment on the guns in school issue. It is one that is at least hot around here. The media in the north, uh, northern, northern New England area has been hopping all over this story out of Plymouth State University, where a friend of Free Talk Live, Brad Jardis, former law enforcement officer and a former military member named Tommy Mozingo, also a Free State Project participant. Brad's actually a New Hampshire native, not a Free State Project participant, uh, showed up today at Plymouth State University with the intention of carrying guns on campus uh, for the purpose of making a statement and doing outreach to some college youngsters. We will uh, get back into that story here in a moment. Here's one you could carry on campus, the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. I'm no, I don't it. think so. Oh, by can, I mean, he could have brought, he could have brought this in his uh, Yeah, I wouldn't protest. give anyone legal advice, though. In it's many places, it's completely illegal to uh, carry guns on campus. I'm not suggesting that, right. uh, that uh, this isn't legal advice. Thank you. Just an idea. Yeah. Deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bulk-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. It's the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. You can see it at Ruger.com. Purchase it to your local gun dealer. So, uh, today, Brad Jardis, as I mentioned, showed up on college campus. He did not carry a firearm openly, nor did Tommy Mazingo, the former military member who showed up with him. Both of them were wearing suits. 
and they kind of intimated that uh, they may be car- carrying firearms and that there's no way for the state to know for sure because they can't search them um, without their consent. They had no other reason to arrest them. So basically the all they all the government agents could do was hand them the restraining order, which told them they couldn't come on campus with you know, weapons, I'm really, and, and then just stand there and watch as the press conference uh, transpired. I'm really disappointed with the press in this one. Um, you know, Why? none of the none of the stories that I saw and I read too uh, mentioned at all that there are you know a, a, more than a dozen, a couple dozen universities in the country where it's legal to carry guns. They didn't talk about that. They didn't talk about the gun freedom in New Hampshire, where one can carry a gun in the state house. I well, mean, that would require research and knowledge on the part of the press. That's what they're supposed to do. I'm going to test your knowledge right now, Mark. Okay. What are the crime rates like in places where they allow guns on campuses? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I would suspect uh, generally where guns are legal, the crime rate is lower. It's a generalization. It's not always true. Certainly true about New Hampshire and Vermont and Alaska where guns are relatively unrestricted compared yeah, and to And that's per capita, not, not just because... That's per capita, not based on, uh, you know, just, um, you know, there's more gun crime there than there is here. So what I was saying about this old guy, to get to finish my uh, my little um, anecdote from one of my experiences, mostly what I did today was, was pass out uh, information to folks and, you know, have, have brief conversations. But there was a guy standing next to me at one point when the issue during this press conference slash discussion with the students and professors um, – there was a discussion at, at one point about, you know, what day this happened. Why did it have to happen on the last day of school? Isn't this disruptive to the students? And I made some statement. Just kind of people were just talk, sort of talking out loud here and there. I made a statement about how, well, the testing doesn't start until Monday. And some guy next to me who's who was either a professor or like one of those professional students who goes to school for his whole life because he he was older like maybe in his 40s didn't have that teenager feel to him right uh he he kind of looked at me and he said well the kids have classes today and they have to study you know well he said they are in finals they have to study for finals and they're working on projects and i said yeah, I've been to school before, and I know the last day of school is usually a throwaway, or is usually BS, is what I said uh, to him. And that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> Come on. Hasn't anyone been to school? I mean, really, do you expect me to believe that kids, even though it's finals week, are not partying or they're not uh, you know, doing as they normally do? <laughs> they're diligent little studiers. Maybe some of them are Some of them studying. certainly are. But, I mean, this, there's nothing... This didn't stop them Nothing from being done to hold them out there. Right. I mean, oh, so you have an attraction? Should we turn off all the TVs this week, too? Yeah. I mean, has somebody gone around and unplugged all the TVs and the dormitories? Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, but usually yeah, on the last day disgusting. of school, you don't it's, even have to it's, go. It's suggesting that your best and brightest minds in New Hampshire have no free will. Well, right. I mean, it, that's a lot of what the suggestions are. As you'll hear from one of the college girls here in a moment, not in the WMUR report, but in a different news a bit of news footage. Basically, they believe that if guns are around, that these kids are just unable to control themselves. Pick them up and start capping each other. Right. I also want to point out that. It also implies that they don't want they don't want students to be uh, in tune with what's going on around them, what's happening on campus, political issues, and be right. talking about. They want them to be reading curriculum 
and to be going over curriculum and what the teachers want them to write on the test and right. essays. But it's will be useless once it gets to the workplace. That's, a, that's o- an outdated. That's an accurate ob- observation, Allie, but it's true only half the time or only part of the time because in this instance, they want them to keep their head down and look at the books. But when it's something the college approves of, you know, what, whether that be, you know, sports carbon team. credits or, or the sports team or, you know, whatever political issue the college wants to get behind, then, of course, it's important. You know, we have tables here and you can set up all kinds of information and you can do it any old day. In fact, huh, you know what? When I was in the student center or whatever it's called, the, the area where they've got the food and the little alcoves and print shop and all this stuff in there, they had students with tables set up. So, you know, they were doing, the students themselves were on this big studying day, sitting out. One lady had, like, jewelry or something like that, and she was very nice. She accepted every flyer that I that uh, was being offered to her. But my point being, these kids were clearly not, you know, nosing the book studying. They're doing outreach or whatever. They're trying to touch base. In fact, there was a, another table of uh, kids that were writing letters to their congressmen about how they feel about guns on campus. So, I mean, there were there were activities and things that had nothing whatsoever to do with finals that were being completely, uh, you know, created by the students themselves. Nobody was complaining about them. Mm. So it, that's just what it, you know, they, <laughs> this is the suggestion that it's you people who did this. Now, it's not that they reacted to, um, you know, it's not that they reacted in a, in a way that would have been, you know, uh, you know, blew it all out of proportion or anything like that. It's you, you, you. And this is what it's been all along with the Free State Project. You people have come to our state and you have ruined it. And whatever, whatever is done is your fault, not ours. Just because we reacted in this way, we have no responsibility. And it's it's frankly you know like there's a real lack of logic and responsibility speaking of that let's go back to the mainstream media wmur's report from manchester but friday's protests saw no rifles no weapons only an increased police presence and a- boy was there an increased police presence when we were coming into uh, this town, normally when you're on the highways in new hampshire it's very rare that you'll see at least in my uh, observation it's very rare that you'll see state troopers. They're out there. Don't get me wrong. I got pulled over by one a month ago. But it's very rare. Would you agree with that? I don't see them a lot. Yeah, compared to being also, in Florida. They don't even have LIDAR. I mean, these guys are running around with old-time KU or KA band uh, radar. <laughs> uh, is this your observation, Allie, thus far being here uh, compared to Alabama? Yeah, I, I guess I would I would agree with that. I, don't I felt know. like I, I saw cops everywhere. Cops. Not cops, but stateies. State stateies, yeah. Like I, you're, if you're in Keene, you'll see cops because Keene right. has cops. But so uh, the rest of the state could have been uh, you know overrun with crime today. Oh my God, the, they must have had the entirety of every troop of you know whoever was I've on had duty a cop of the tell state me police. That there are two stateies in our county at mm-hmm. nighttime. Which means to me they must have got – if you, well, the numbers you're talking about means to me they must have taken every stadium from around the state and sent them over there. As we're coming up the interstate to go to Plymouth State University, bright and early this morning, you know, just before 9 o'clock, we saw on the interstate alone, the like the exit or two before this one exit, three different – like you know, we'd go 1,000 feet or fifteen or 2,000 feet or something like that and there'd be another one. There'd be another uh, stadium, another stadium just as, sitting in the median. As far as many at, of the, the law enforcement in uh, New Hampshire are concerned, the Free State Project is an armed and dangerous gang. Well, the Free State Project is a uh, is actually qualified as a gang in the Manchester Police's uh, little system, but it says non-gang next to it. A gang, non-gang? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, so I guess that means that, that you know we actually haven't hurt anybody, so maybe they can't get away with completely calling us a gang. 
But then you went into Plymouth State University, or you went into wherever it is this place is. I don't even know what the city is. Plymouth? Plymouth? I'm just guessing. Uh, so we went into Plymouth State University, and we're, we were going down the main drag kind of in town there, and there's three cop cars on the side of the road. There's cop cars everywhere. They were all over the place. There were probably f- – there were actually weren't as many as I thought there would be in the actual school common I area. I expected to drive into the onto the campus and see, you know, tons of them. And I did see cars – like some empty cars, state trooper cars, but – most of them, I think, were maybe not. They didn't know where the Staged. action was going to be happening, so they just were spread they out. They were all over the place. And plus, that makes them look like, you know, we're keeping you safe, kids. Right. Which was, of course, the state's position in all this is that, you know, it's us. We are the ones that are keeping you safe. But it was brought up during the press conference that the state has no obligation to provide people with protection services. They may try their best, but they have no uh, obligation to do it. 855 453. That's the toll free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Guns in schools, you're thoughts are welcome hour two's next on dvd for a limited time chase lives here you move back here with my son Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. You can actually control the content of the site. Uh, You can go to freetalklive.com, and you can actually uh, select uh, a a link of something on the internet, maybe a YouTube video that's uh, fun or interesting or very serious, whatever. Uh, maybe it's a news article or a blog post. You can just submit the link to freetalklive.com and then others can vote up or down whether they like or dislike them. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. We've been talking in detail about a, a discussion that we actually began last night on the show. Uh, and Brad Jardis, by the way, is expected to call in at some point here tonight to kind of update us on, on the case. We're talking about the issue of guns on campus. Actually, not just guns, but weapons. But obviously guns are the most, uh, I guess, scary kind of weapon, I guess, outside of a nuclear bomb or some sort of a bomb. Uh, guns. Scary legal weapons. Yeah, guns are scary to some people. And so it, it was today when Brad Jardis and Tommy Mozingo, former cop and former military, respectively, were going to be uh, showing up on campus, allegedly carrying firearms for the purpose of doing an outreach event to college students uh, to bring attention to the issue of guns on campus and weapons on campus. And 
you know, people being free to defend themselves if that uh, is necessary. I mean, there's no shortage of stories about people being um, hurt or raped on uh, on a college campus. No shortage at all. And in, the, in in fact, in this case, there was during the discussion phase when Brad and Tommy were there, and the police were there, and the students and professors were all there. It was a big crowd of people. Uh, you know, during the discussion phase, one student pointed out. Well, there's no there, everything's safe here. We we don't need guns on campus. And then there was another student who responded to that student by saying, "Wait, don't you remember the guy that got beat to death three years ago?" And he said, "No, probably hadn't been there three years. Probably was there for like two years or one year or something like mm-hmm. that." So it's just not true that the college campus is safe. This kid got beaten to death, and maybe he would still be alive today if he were able to defend himself with uh, with a weapon. True, and I think college campuses sometimes are bad about. Not wanting to report on things like this happening because they want their school to seem really safe. So sometimes things will be uh, will happen, and it might be because the school was incompetent to help. Lots of schools try to have these uh, these little posts where you can. I remember Auburn University had something where Emergency if post. you're getting raped, you just run to one of these little posts and you push a button and a cop <laughs> yeah. will come, and you know ineffective and they don't well, want to tell you that they'll try their best i mean i'm sure the cops really do want to come and get there I'm and help somebody sure they do but they're not there when the rape's happening they're not right. on the scene they're going and, to show up later and that's you know uh, you know for one the rapist knows where the uh the rape box is you know the the call box and they know right. um, so and if, they know where guns are banned and, well, yeah. and that much is true too you know and i'm not uh, i i'm not altogether thrilled about the idea of people carrying guns around uh concealed or open in order to protect themselves. I don't think that they're the most effective thing that one can do. I mm-hmm. think the most effective thing you can do is to, you know, prepare yourself physically, um, you know, the, the training and things like that, if that's what you want to do. But if somebody wants to carry the gun around, fine. I think that that's what they should be able to do. I think that, uh, you know, there's there's evidence that guns can be dangerous to the, their their holders. There's no doubt about it. So there's interesting uh, detail here. I've been kind of poring over some of the mainstream media reports. Uh, NPR, or rather NHPR, uh, reported on it. Uh, the Boston Globe, uh, Concord Monitor, WMUR out of uh, Manchester. We know that WBZ was there from Boston. The Associated Press picked up a story last night. They probably have a follow-up story they are probably releasing and or have already released. So it's getting nationwide coverage, and likely by tomorrow morning you'll probably see even more nationwide coverage. chance it might even pop up in your, your newspaper. But I'd mentioned, I think I mentioned that there was a uh, a counter protest, and there was, you know, a decent amount of people there. Maybe like five or six folks. It was their college. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess some people might not think five or six people's big for a protest, but it's hard to get college kids to do anything. I think just to it, let you know, it started off with five or six, and then. I saw there are more people that showed up later. I guess it was too early for some Maybe it went to like eight at the most. I didn't see more than eight people. And when I say eight people, I mean eight people with signs. Eight people standing in a row, holding signs, all the same color. So they all made you know their signs together, which is cool. But I thought it was the students that put that together. According to NHPR's report, teachers organized the silent counter-protest. Yeah, they wouldn't want the students actually talking to people and, uh, you know, finding out that their points don't make any sense. Yeah, so, well, I mean, there was some discussion between the counter-protesters and... and I thought it was supposed to be a silent protest. Well, that was the intention. Uh, But my point was that it was the teachers 
that organized oh, the yeah. silent yeah. protest. And they essentially utilized the students for that purpose. I'm not saying the kids didn't want to, to do it. Clearly they did. But they didn't it's do pathetic, it on their own. It's what it is. They it's didn't come pathetic. up with it on their own. They probably told them they'd give them a gun if they would do it. One eight five five four fifty free is the number here. Let's wrap up this report from WMUR uh, on the today's events. The debate across campus. Personal freedoms are an important thing, and if you start letting people take them away, where's the line? Just because you can carry a gun doesn't mean you should bring it to school. From the silent protesters arguing against guns on campus yeah. to the not so silent. <laughs> what? <laughs> Proud in support of Jardis and his cause. It was a scene few students could have predicted. It's been all over Facebook and uh, Twitter. That was us singing, by the way, the chronic Christmas carols that we've been talking about here and there on the show. You can download the uh, the song sheet over at freekeen.com in the, in the tools section. But I, I actually hit up the print shop on campus because I didn't have enough time to print them up beforehand. Uh, but I knew I wanted to do this. So on campus, I actually had a print shop. I went up there and, and they I printed something for you. Oh, yeah. That's I hilarious. Them, I paid them seven bucks or whatever. And I got 100 copies and uh, double sided and went, went, went back out and handed them all, almost all. I think I handed out, uh, between me and the other folks that were helping hand them out, I think we handed out all, uh, maybe about 95 of them. Jeez. Which is great. So we did. And, and what was cool about singing the chronic carols is these are anti-drug war carols. There's no gun rights carols in there. Uh, it's anti- you needed a gun war ca- carol. Well, there might be something like that. Uh, Richard Onley, the, the guy that wrote them, has written hundreds of, of songs. But this was a drug war uh, kind of outreach, and it's just fun to do these carols because it kind of changes the tone of, uh, of the event. It certainly would. But interestingly, we were planning on doing the caroling, but before we got around to it, some college kids came out and started singing. Yeah, I didn't actually get to hear their whole song, but was it just regular carols or did they No, they were singing, oh God, what is the name of the song? Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. Is that Buffalo Springfield? Stop looking. What's that? Or something like that. I got the lyrics wrong, I'm sure. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going around. It's an old 70s uh, kind of anti-war song, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds like it. And uh, they did a great job uh, on it, and we you know, applauded afterwards. And then Derek J. from uh, Tuesday Nights uh, spoke up, or, or maybe it was Jason Talley. Anyway, someone, someone spoke up and said, actually it was Derek. He said, we've got our own song about people with, uh, with guns or whatever, and, and we sang about the police. Uh, drug war cops are raiding the school, which was the first song that we sang, which really got the uh, college kids' attention. And I thought it was it was interesting because, you know, it juxtaposed or it showed them that we're about more than guns. And, you know, they may have come to campus that day expecting this was all going to be about yeah. guns. It's disarming. And, and during Brad's conversation that he had with the students, which lasted for a long time, during Brad's conversation, he talked about ending prohibition as well, uh, ending the war on drugs. And uh, people, activists in the crowd, were kind of cueing Brad with questions that they that they would throw out, which I think was kind of cool because when you're on the spot, it's hard to think of, it sure of everything is. you, you want to say. Yeah, and remember everything. So, so you know, there was not just a, a pro pro weapons freedom uh, message, but there was also just a generally anti prohibition message that came out as well. And so we kind of capped that off at the end of the the morning with the the singing. You know, you don't see a lot of people like actually stepping out and doing it. You mean scaring guns. Now, before leaving campus earlier this afternoon, Jardis told me he thought today went his words very well. Police had increased patrols, as you heard, but made no arrests. Reporting live in Meredith from our Lakes Region Bureau, Adam Harding. Adam Harding did not take my flyer that I offered him. Mm. But the lady from WBZ did. She took them all. She took the chronic Christmas carols and everything. I mean, he didn't want more information? Nope.
1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, we've got a a bit of an extended interview with, compared to the news report, an interview that an activist shot with some of the young ladies at the school prior to it actually happening. So uh, we'll uh, we'll share that with you as well. You can take control. Free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up what you want. The number is 855-453-FREE. Maybe you're somebody who feels strongly that weapons should not be allowed on college campus. would love to hear from you tonight. 855-450-3733. Also want to invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. You can go to the mobile site, get quick access to our live streams and the podcast as well. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You know, Ian, um, you read? Did you read through these rules that they they had for the campus? Um, you know, bringing stuff on. Did I read through the campus rules? No way. Well, you know, I wondered: Would an air rifle qualify as a probably a, a, according to their rules? I think anything that would be considered a weapon would be. Qualified. I don't know that air rifle would be considered a weapon. Gun shaped eraser. It's not called a deadly weapon. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. And, um, you know, it makes it really made me wonder because I have a um, air rifle that has is a 50 caliber round that will bring down a deer. I mean, it is an incredibly powerful air rifle. And I'll bet you and it looks I mean, it for all intents and purposes, looks like a triple barreled over and under shotgun. Mm. And, uh, you know, I bet you uh, Brad and Tommy might have been able to carry that on campus. I certainly uh, didn't have the uh, cojones to do such a thing. But uh, you can get one from PyramidAir.com. You can go see it at airgun.freetalklive.com. Pyramid Air is the purveyor, the world's largest purveyor of small and big bore air guns suitable for medium and large game. Their experts can help you find the best air gun for your needs right over the phone. They did it with me. You can get 10% off for free shipping, whichever's more, with coupon code FTL11. That's FTL11, and that coupon code's good until the end of the month, so hurry up. Um, you can go now and see the amazing Dragon Claw. That's the one I'm talking about at airgun.freetalklive.com, and then you can peruse the site from there on out. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. All right, we're discussing the issue of guns on campus and how it went today with what I consider to be a majorly successful uh, activist opportunity or activist outreach uh, that happened. And really, thanks... Thanks to the state, uh, the people calling themselves the state. I mean, they really made it for us. Had they just simply ignored this issue, there never would have been the media hype that uh, ended up yeah. surrounding it. I mean, I understand that uh, they wanted to you know, pander to their students and make it seem like they were doing something to protect them. But, of course, the students were never in any danger whatsoever from And Brad I think Chardis. they probably realized that uh, shortly after the activists arrived on campus. Right, because Brad and Tommy didn't strap 
rifles to their back as they'd intended to. They but may have been armed, even but they so were... they engaged them in conversation. I mean, you know, these were the oh, these were the people that were going to carry rifles on their back. Hmm. Well, right, that because were, uh, with trigger locks and empty. Right. The uh, the president of the school sent an email out to every one of the students multiple times this week uh, up until yesterday, letting them know this was going to happen and kind of fear mongering and encouraging them to be scared and encouraging them to stay in their dorm rooms and things like that. But she never mentioned that. Uh, uh, that Brad was a former cop. At least I don't believe she did. Uh, I read one of the emails, Sounds and she did really not, unlikely. She did not mention that Tommy Mozingo was former military, and so yeah, these guys showed up on campus. They were dressed very nicely. They were completely unassailable because they didn't have any guns showing visibly. There was a lengthy discussion that uh, that transpired between them and some of the the, uh, the the students there and the the faculty as well. And as you say, Mark, I mean, it was pretty clear that that they're nice guys. In fact, Brad even pointed out, "Hey, if you if you get to know us, right? You know, we're we're pretty nice." And they're dressed really professionally, and they didn't look threatening at all, unless you know, sharp dressed men are threatening to you, right? Now, uh, did was there something else about that press conference slash discussion that maybe you noticed that uh, that I didn't recount, uh, you know, as we've been talking about it, Allie? Um, no, I I I think you pretty much got it. it I thought it was. Uh, like you said, in a really open conversation. And I even said something about, because I wanted it to be explained. I'm trying to see it from a college student's point of view where they're thinking, I would never own a gun. Mm-hmm. I don't have any will to own a gun. So some I can only imagine that the kind of people that would actually carry guns would be the kind of people I wouldn't uh, trust to have them. But I wanted, to, I wanted them to sort of address the idea that lifting the ban on guns would benefit even those people that wouldn't even be interested in carrying one because, because no one because they're around right because there could be guns around you don't know necessarily that this is you know no one would necessarily know that I would not be the type of person to carry a gun unless you know you just made a judgment call right and the really the best example for this is if you think that guns are a bad thing why don't you have a sign in your yard that says this is a gun free home yeah. i mean this was a, a point that i made early on with a girlfriend um you know uh, that didn't i don't like guns oh yeah well let's put a sign well, in the yard that says gun free home that's effectively what the college is doing saying right. this is a gun free zone so that's exactly what they're doing we're totally vulnerable right now right. and brad pointed that Please out Please come rape our women right and brad pointed that out or you know beat up uh, someone who's gay for instance yeah, Derek yeah. brought that up uh you know what about people who are you know are, are perhaps undersized or are you know gay or pacifist or whatever you know that uh what what are you what do you do in that case how, how are those supposed to, people supposed to be helped it's a it's an excellent question Campus I mean, you know, how do you handle it <laughs> yeah well that's always the answer of the right. college we've got this under control when seconds count uh, the cops are only minutes away. There's actually somebody that had a sign, I think, that actually said it on on there. So there was. It's some, really important. Some good activist because, signs. Because I mean, people under people understand little little quips and, and platitudes. And it's sad as it is, it really matters when when seconds matter. Cops are only minutes away. And cops aren't, I'm sorry, they're not here. As many of them may throw themselves in a bullet, in front of a bullet for you, and I think that uh, many, many, many of them would. Um, they're, you know, they're not there. They're not supposed to be there. If they're, if so, then they'd have a cop for every person they'd follow you around. Right. Most do- and you'll see most, a lot of cops saying that they like the idea of gun rights and people being allowed to carry because that makes, because uh, then if, it makes the town safer, or the area safer that they are in charge of, then, you know, I guess they could, 
you want if you're a cop then and you're in charge of security there, then you want it to be a really safe place so that you look like you're doing your job well, even if it means just that criminals aren't coming there because of the idea that someone might have a gun. Yeah. You know, my town doesn't have its own police force and nobody I mean, it's burglaries are, are pretty rare there because especially in the evenings, you wouldn't do a cat burglary and that means a, a, a burglary at night. Right. You would not do a cat burglary in my town. You would likely end up dead because well, no one, one would know. <laughs> yeah, they may very well not. Know. There's gunfire all the time out in your Absolutely. Town. There's right. gunfire out there all the time. Yeah. I huh, wonder what they're shooting for at midnight. Oh, well, oh, must whatever. have been a raccoon. <laughs> you know? Probably shooting some yeah. phosphorus rounds into the air. Just watch them go. So, uh, so it's interesting seeing the mainstream media's reports on this. There's a headline over the Associated Press Two pro gun supporters show up at NH University. Two. Yep, that's all. I mean, how many did you say you had? Allie and I, we showed up. Oh, wait, no, there was a whole lot of people there. We were were. there to learn. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm not a pro. I'm not pro gun any more than I am pro bleach or pro anything else. I'm just pro freedom, and I think that people who I'm a pro gun supporter, like you're saying, I support people who are pro gun. Well, Ali right. made a really great point here is that one of the students' signs said something like, uh, gun, or books, not guns. Right. And, well, you know, books are just tools for something. Are you telling me that, uh, you know, in an instance where you need a car, you'd say books, not cars? I mean, it's just a tool to do a job. So the idea that somehow books are going to take the place of guns. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's have a face-off. I'll take the gun. You take the books. I'll throw a book, book at the race, rapist. That'll <laughs> right. work. Yeah. Toll-free numbers. It's probably happened before. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Share your thoughts. Guns on campus. Bring up anything you want. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you on over to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact, and do it all free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com because the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam. Once again, cam.freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years, and you know, they're not very good for you. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier by one metric. It's the Vaporsmiths. Dot com e-cigarette. It's one of the best made e-cigarettes in the market today. Um, if you're a smoker, just by switching to an e-cigarette, you'll save about $120 a month. And it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. Your clothes won't stink. Your, uh, you won't get the secondhand smoke. You won't be standing out in the, the rain next to the dumpster trying to uh, get in your fix. You can do it all from the comfort of your office in most cases. Ship, and you can get this e-cigarette, one of the best made in the market today, for free. 
from Vaporsmiths.com. All you have to do is go purchase 40 cartomizers. Each cartomizer has about as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. And they are, 40 of them are $70. And you know, a 40 packs of cigarettes isn't $70. So that's, you can see the savings right off the top. You'll also get free shipping. Just go to Vaporsmiths.com, purchase the 40 cartomizers and all the different flavors they have. They have so many different ones. Cherry, vanilla, strawberry, cloves, menthol, all kinds of uh, Turkish classics, everything that you might want. It's at Vaporsmiths.com or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. You have to use coupon code FTL when you check out just to get it. It's uh, Vaporsmiths.com. So we continue here. A big news day in New Hampshire and for the for the country because, you know, the guys uh, that went to Plymouth State University today and had originally intended on open carrying, they did not get arrested uh, because they didn't open carry. That doesn't mean they weren't carrying. And that was the point they ended up kind of uh, spinning this to because originally the plan was to just walk on campus with some flyers and carry guns and, and get arrested and then challenge that in the courts. Well, it turns out they got challenged in the courts before they could even walk on campus today and there was a restraining order that was placed against them saying if you were to violate these campus rules against weapons you'll be charged with contempt of court and you'd be subject to arrest which would then be a legitimate charge um, that uh, bradley charges pointed out because the judge had had handed down an order i think it's a crappy order but bradley charges is right that the judge handed down this order and that the arrest would then be righteous but by legitimate, you mean that they could be operating within their own rules in doing that? Legitimate Not means... Uh, morally legitimate. Yeah, but right. A legitimate generally refers to legal. Okay. So it was big success uh, in that they are going to court. So he's getting what he wanted. He's getting a court case out of this. He didn't have to get arrested to to get it. He was able Doesn't to, have to sit in a jail cell, right? And he was able to have a successful three hour long outreach session, essentially, with the students at Keene, or excuse me, Plymouth State University, which is where we went today. Uh, dozens of activists, uh, most of whom were from the Free State Project, uh, people like us who moved to New Hampshire in search of more liberty for our lifetime, showed up to support Brad, which was uh, great. We had all kinds of folks out there we had our two-way radios and kind of you know the cops had themselves out there with their two-way radios and it's always fun uh, except we had a drone and the police did not uh, we had the, <laughs> yeah, the drone we had uh, bo's liberty drone there uh, out there and he had that flying around which is always fun that to, is hilarious. i heard some college students joking about it being a gun on it really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was fun uh, i think everybody had a positive day and of course we all went out to eat afterwards and nobody got arrested uh, but the you know the mainstream media it's always interesting to look at how they report on these things Things with the Associated Press uh, being uh, run in Boston's Globe, and probably you'll see versions of the story. Usually with an AP story, there's a lengthy version, mm-hmm. and then there's a kind of a hacked-down version right. that, uh, that's, that newspapers can take. So you'll probably see a less detailed version of this. If you if you get anything about this in your local newspaper or local media agency, it'll be the, the probably the hacked Tiny version. little thing, three inches long. Right. Uh, and of course, if there's few, little information, then it, they usually skew it as much as possible against the freedom advocates. Like the headline here, Associated Press, two pro-gun supporters show up at NH University. Two men who said they would bring guns with them to a state university campus to protest a policy banning them made their case with words, not weapons Friday. Former police officer Bradley Jardis and Army veteran Tommy Mazingo showed up at Plymouth State University in suits and clearly without the loaded rifles they had planned to tote. Had they brought weapons, they faced being charged with contempt of court. Uh, issued Thursday, an order issued Thursday barring them from bringing weapons onto any state university campus in New Hampshire. Jardis told a small crowd, and they're going to court on that, by the way, next week. 
Uh, Jarters told a small crowd of about 80 students, supporters, and security officers that he was glad university officials had obtained the court order, saying, we wouldn't have drawn this much attention without it. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, the, the state really made this event by, point one, the state's university flipping out about this yeah. rather than just acting like it was no big deal. Oh, yeah, we've got officers on campus, so you guys will be safe. Everything's okay. They could have completely have just you know blown this aside. And then they went to the courts, and then the courts issued this order. And the campus, by the way, the president in her email and the court's order both mentioned freekeen.com. So it ended up being great publicity, uh, not just for the ideas of freedom, but also for Free Keen, where Brad is one of the bloggers. And Thanks for that, fellas. Yeah, our hits are up. Quadru- you know, they're quadrupled. Normally, Freaking gets like a thousand <laughs> visits a day, eight hundred visits a day. It was a credible graph. That We're, I over just, 4, that I saw. Yeah. We're over four thousand. Yeah, we over four thousand last two days. So, Jardis, uh, let's see, addressed these folks. He, several students thanked him for coming and voiced their support. Others criticized him for disrupting the last day of classes before final exams next week. In fact, there was one conversation, and maybe we'll ask him about it, uh, where a young lady went away crying. Wow. So. She was pretty, uh, pretty upset about public what speaking. Happened. Can often, uh, you know, it just upsets people in general. Well, that's really, what someone said who'd seen it was that she had like uh, anxiety issues about even speaking. Well, in it's it. You know, I think there's the bumper sticker out there is raise your voice even if you're you know stand up and speak your mind even if your voice trembles or something like mm-hmm. that. It's very difficult for people to stand up and speak their minds. I mean, that's uh, you know, sadly that that's just how that is. I mean, I don't know if it's human nature. I don't know if it's societal. Whatever it is, but you remember that first speech you had to give in your class i remember all the speeches i gave in (laughs) elementary and middle and high school they were all awful and terrifying yeah terrifying they certainly are um you know i mean this is it's difficult so this this lady this young lady took uh took a stand that um you know in in her life and she had probably had never taken one uh, like this before and and so you know i applaud her likely she wasn't prepared to listen to anything and you know and brad is a completely disarming kind of guy so nice and so friendly and maybe she was expecting some you know angry camo hat wearing uh mm-hmm. kind of redneck to yep. show up or something well, like a that. a lot of people don't want to be wrong i mean being wrong is uh you know just that hurts <laughs> yeah it's it's it, you know uh, well, i i've taken a course before they said consider this that you spend your whole life trying to not be wrong mm. uh, to be right and not be wrong i mean consider that that your whole life is surrounded by the idea that when you're dealing with other people that all you want to do is be right and not be wrong several students thanked him for coming and then others criticized him for disrupting the last day of classes before final exams next week daniel alcon the fo- voice major from massachusetts whose voice lesson was canceled friday says i think it's rude they come here at this time and disrupt my education His, hold on there was a class canceled she claims, yeah. Well, no. wasn't, didn't the crowd claim that there were no class, classes That's what canceled? the crowd claimed, but okay. uh, so, oh, right. you know, there's that, conflicting stories It's possible here. That, that somebody had a, a class student, that, uh, so many students weren't going to show up to a class, they're just like, class is canceled. Perhaps, uh, and, and if, if your class got canceled, blame the teacher. It's not Brad's fault. This is the old blame, you know, blame yeah. the wrong person uh, mentality. Oh, you guys are doing activism. You're pulling the police away from doing good things in the community. Well, blame the police. The police don't have to show up when peaceful people are around. I mean, we get this all the time when activists are doing peaceful things like, yep. you know, marijuana uh, disobedience or, or going to the jail. Because burglars don't send out memorandums to uh, university heads. You mean they don't post to the blog first? It's to ridiculous. Let them, like, you know, when they're going to rob idea you? That they 
they pulled just about every state police officer and shoved them into uh, Plymouth in order to watch this thing. I mean, crime could have been sweeping the state. Oh, yeah. And this is the fault of the state police, not the activists. Is the university actually paranoid or is it they just want the students to be paranoid about guns? That's an excellent question. And uh, I don't know. It's a fine question. 855-453. If you've been on university campus, interacted with uh, admins and such, maybe you can answer Allie's question. Are they actually paranoid or are they just trying to gin up fear so they can be looked to for the answers and the solution? Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And this is Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Get you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. More about guns on campus in a moment. Also, would love your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. If you've been listening to Free Talk Live, we've talked a lot about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is kind of the Internet's version of cash. It is a, an online currency that uh, you could buy sell and trade it's worth uh, you know right now i think it's about worth about three dollars a bitcoin and you can buy sell and trade with it some people are purchasing it for the purposes of commodities some some people are uh, you know buying and selling with it uh, spinbitcoins.com is some place where you can go and buy from many of the major online retailers with bitcoins um you can obtain Bitcoins by going to Crypto Exchange. It's the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. They also offer a complete bullion store. So you can buy and sell gold and silver privately with Bitcoin. And that's another real advantage of Bitcoin is it is it a private anonymous currency in the same way that cash is. You know, if you uh, um, want to do a deal with somebody and you don't want folks to know about it. Cash is the way to go, and Bitcoins is the internet cash. If you're totally clueless about Bitcoins, they've got 24-hour customer service right there on the website. Just click the live support link. They'll help you out. You can get to Crypto Exchange through the banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's the best way to get there. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll hear from some college students as to how they feel about uh, some audio from college students about how they feel about guns being on campus. Uh, But first, we're going to kind of wrap up a cover, or I guess a a recap of what the mainstream media has to say about this. I've posted over at freekeen.com links to several mainstream media articles and video uh, from mainstream media sources that were there today at Plymouth State University when a former military member and former police officer, meaning two different people, uh, showed up on campus, originally intending to strap rifles to their backs and uh, hand out information to students. They modified their plans after a court order came down saying to them that uh, they would be arrested for contempt of court if they showed up with weapons. They were enjoying I guess. Yeah. And so 
I guess they decided that while this court case plays out, they were going to go ahead and, and uh, abide by that order, at least openly. But they, but they had all this press, so they might as well go ahead with the uh, the protest. Right, of course. It. So they came out, and dozens of uh, liberty-loving activists came out to support them. A number of students were on their side, but a number were not. There was a counter-protest, which apparently wasn't actually organized by the students themselves, but it's organized really by teachers. And uh, so we're kind of recounting uh, what the Boston.com here says. This is the Boston Globe. It's actually an Associated Press piece about it. And so one young lady who is a voice major from Massachusetts, she says she had her voice lesson canceled Friday. She says, I think it's rude they come here at this time and disrupt my education. Now, of course, there's plenty of uh, opportunities to have their education disrupted on campus. There's always activities going on on college campuses. There's always people promoting those activities. Uh, there were tables inside the student center where people were, you know, staffing them, attempting to get folks to come over and talk to them about things. So there's always something happening on a college campus. You can distract yourself as much as you like. Uh, and blame the teachers if they, if they canceled classes. There was no reason for it. No one was ever in any danger whatsoever. Pete Ayer of Keene wore a sweatshirt bearing the, Logan, er, bearing the slogan, Badges Don't Grant Extra Rights. They didn't mention that it was a copblock.org uh, sweater. But another article did mention copblock.org, which is great, and said PSU is public property and those who attend should have the right to bear arms. That's Pete. Uh, he's a friend of the show, also from LibertyOnTour.com. Pete's a big uh, gun right activist. He I mean, is. I see him with uh, – sometimes he'll have a uh, pistol strapped right to his leg. Frequently he is strapped, yep. yeah. Uh, Plymouth State President Sarah Jane Steen told students in an email Thursday who, by the way, she didn't show up, at least that I noticed. She, you know, for all her email and about keeping the students safe, I didn't see her around keeping an eye on things. She wasn't ready to throw herself in front of a bullet. Yeah, maybe she really is paranoid. That was your question earlier, is are the people in college, the administration, are they actually as scared as they, as the fear they're ginning up? Because if you read this woman's email, and I've actually got it. I don't think we've read it on the air yet. But if you've read her email, it's all about keeping the kids scared and telling them that they should be afraid and that, uh, you know, basically it's, it's okay to be afraid and uh, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't come out. So maybe you're right. Maybe Fear's she really is okay. afraid. Live your life in total abject fear because that's what the state's about. The state is an organization that grows based on fear. Well, you know, I had to I asked myself actually that question about the police today because they were pretty you know, they pretty much stood back uh, for the most part, just kind of watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops did come up when Brad first arrived and they handed him the order from the judge. And then they stood back and they just kind of observed and that was it. And I felt like the cops weren't as aggressive today. Maybe maybe they would have been more aggressive if it weren't a gun rights thing. I don't know. But I wonder if the cops themselves were afraid. Like Because there were a, a few dozen activists at this event, and they don't know who's carrying a weapon. No, they don't. I mean, but they don't know any time. That's the thing. In New Hampshire, right. a concealed carry permit is 10 bucks and a shall issue. Mm. I mean, just about anybody can get one. I mean, it isn't the freest state in America on um, concealed carry, like Vermont and Arizona and Alaska and I, one other that's not coming to mind. But, um, you know, it's darn close. Anybody can carry a weapon at any time. Jardis and Mozingo maintain the university system's policy banning firearms flies in the face of state law and state and federal constitutions. They say they look forward to returning to Grafton County Superior Court on Tuesday to argue against a permanent injunction barring them from bringing weapons onto state campuses. Jardis wouldn't say, and I'm I'm sure they're going to lose at Superior Court, and they'll have to appeal likely to the Supreme Court on this one. That's my guess. That would, I, it, I, you know, I don't think it's a bad guess. Jardis wouldn't say whether he was carrying a concealed firearm. Instead, he said several times, I just want to point out that no one knows if I'm carrying a gun. 
Yeah, and that's terrifying, replied one female student. <laughs> Why is she still standing there within gunshot range? She's right. just standing there being terrified. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared right now, but I choose I to stand move. here. I right. just can't believe how she can walk into New Hampshire. I mean, a state where a shall issue permit is $10, right next door to Vermont. I mean, right. these same kids leave the campus and go into the town of Plymouth to buy things. So at any time, you know, if they believe their campus is this little gun free zone where no one's carrying weapons on campus, which of course is completely fallacious. Sure. Uh, if they if they believe that's true, then what do they believe about the rest of New Hampshire? Right. And I kept hearing students saying, we don't need guns on campus. But that's not, we're, no one's saying we need guns on campus. We need to lift the ban on guns on campus. Right. No one's saying we need to start giving everyone a gun or somebody's, passing them out. If somebody's right. beating you up or holding a gun on you, maybe you'd want a gun on campus. English professor Robin DeRosa and a handful of students and staff held signs in support of the campus ban on guns. Several of Jardis and Mazingo's supporters mocked the group and a sign that said, thank you for not shooting me. Police and college security officers were stationed in and around the campus, but authorities didn't interact with the two gun advocates. University spin, and they also weren't being very friendly either. I mean, a couple of them were all right, but uh, they didn't want to take any of my information. Well, you're so, always pamphleting. I, and, I, and I got out uh, hundreds of flyers today, which was great. We handed awesome. out a bunch of chronic carols, a bunch of freekeen.com, uh, truth cards, and all this stuff is available. You can download them and see them over at uh, tools.freekeen.com. But university spokes bureaucrat Timothy Kirshner said uh, Kirshner said he was pleased with the two, that the two brought no weapons. Asked how, well, they brought no weapons openly. No one searched Jardis and Mozingo, so they could have been packing heat. Honestly, I don't know if they were. Uh, we know that one undercover cop was, though. We could see it uh, sticking out from the back of his, uh, like you could see his uh, the, the outline of the gun he was carrying. So it was actually pointed out, hey, this guy's got a gun. This guy that you know was dressed like everyone else on the campus mm-hmm. and was trying to be inconspicuous. And actually, when he was asked, he admitted to working for the Grafton Sheriff Department. So there was no question as to whether or not right. he was an undercover cop. People running around with guns hidden. Right. University uh, spokes bureaucrat says, we've taken him at his word all week. I think he's engaging in dialogue and discussion. It's what we do here. Jardis says a former Epping officer, police officer who resigned last year. And then they go into some history that uh, he was suspended for publicly advocating for the legalization of marijuana and other drugs. Uh, then he actually ended up quitting his job because he couldn't stand, he couldn't bear the idea of continuing to aggress against peaceful people as part of that job. These right wing nutters, as I heard one of the college students saying. You heard that today? <laughs> yeah. Right. He was, it was after the chronic Christmas carols. He Made this, I guess he maybe wasn't listening, but clearly as, not. But right, as far as I understand, people that are considered right wing nuts don't typically uh, sing about uh, lifting the prohibition on cannabis. So, right, exactly. I mean, uh, hello, how many right wing uh, talk show hosts or any right wing nut job have you heard talking about legalization of drugs? Just doesn't happen. And it really was interesting because somebody pointed out, Tommy, uh, Tommy Mazingo pointed out that he had a conversation with some of the kids that were there, the young people that were there, uh, that were in support of their right to bear arms, who didn't support decriminalizing drugs. And they were kind of, uh, they kind of were turned off by the, you know, the drug decriminalization message. So a lot of people were given things to think about today. The people that came there thinking they would be in total support of Tommy and uh, Brad, a lot of them ended up walking away with another issue to think about, which was drug legalization. And similarly, the kids that might have supported drug legalization but not guns were shown that we support all freedoms. So it was a real nice message. Hour 3 is next.
Do you want to do something that will impact the world in a positive way? Do you have a skill or ability that could help advance human freedom? Introducing the Freedom Engineers. Freedom Engineers are a cadre of builders, coders, designers, funders, and more from around the unfree world who are right now collaborating on the technologies and enterprises that will build the free future. Join a growing network of inspired individuals to get the help you need to complete your radical idea, or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects already in motion. Go to freedomengineering.org to get connected. Sign up for the free newsletter and check out the Freedom Engineering blog to hear the latest about what's happening behind the scenes. Freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. Talk live. Bring up anything you want and dial in toll free at 855 453. That's 1 855 450 3733. Especially if you think it's a terrible idea to have guns or any weapon for that matter in the hands of students or staff or visitors to college campuses. Because that's the issue that's uh, that's at hand here. It is an issue that is making national headlines uh, tonight, as Brad Jardis and Tommy Mozingo have uh, have successfully gone on college campus today. They did not do what they originally planned, and some will critique them for that. But then again, everybody's a critic. But few people are willing to actually yep. stick their necks out in any way, shape, or form and do any level of activism. Just going to do some level of outreach on a college campus puts you above and beyond the uh, most people out there. Because most people are just a bunch of internet critics uh, or you know folks that just sure. watch from the sidelines. Well, yeah, they want more action, too. I mean, well, right, we need somebody to get arrested here. Yeah. A lot of people think getting arrested somehow does something. And I, you know, I tend to believe it does not. And only a mass arrests would really have a big effect because then you can clog the court system and they have to drop charges and things like that. But in this case, it was just two gentlemen. Uh, one of them, Brad Jardis, former police officer. Uh, the other, Tommy Mozingo, former Army member. So both guys who've had gun firearms training, uh, they were uh, intending originally to bring firearms onto the campus and do some outreach and talk to kids, uh, talk to the students, keep calling them kids, uh, talk to the students there about gun rights and, and the right to bear any kind of arms or any kind of weapons. They ended up having a court, a man in a robe, order them to not show up in violation of the campus's what Brad believes is an illegal ban on weapons. That was his purpose, was to challenge what he believed was an illegal ban. And then this man in the robe steps in and tries to wield his power and successfully did so to, to some extent because they did not end up strapping the weapons to their backs. But they did still show up wearing suits. Uh, they suggested that they may have a weapon, but that uh, there's no way to know because the cops can't search them because, you know, you have a right to be free from unreasonable search. And uh, so, therefore, they kind of had a little standoff with the police there for a short moment and then proceeded to have a lengthy uh, not just press conference but just open discussion with students. Students on campus there, uh, students in both support and opposition, and some probably still on the fence uh, about the the issue of defending oneself while on campus. 
So it went very well. Dozens of activists came out from across New Hampshire. Most of them were Free State Project participants, like the three of us here on this program. Mark, you weren't there, but Ali and I uh, were there, and uh, it was a I would you I would say it was a positive experience overall. Most of the young youngsters that I handed uh, flyers to were more than willing to take them. I would say this the majority of them, maybe around like seventy percent, uh, were were willing to take the flyers. Obviously, so there were some of them that had no interest whatsoever in receiving information from the activists there. They've made up their minds. They know what's uh, you know what's what they think about this issue, and they're not interested in uh, taking any uh, external opinions about it. But most of them were very interested, and most of them were friendly as well. So I thought it went well. Ian, do you know who the woman was who was addressing Brad and Tommy in the beginning, asking them, almost pleading with them, please tell us, do you have a weapon on you right now? And his reply, as you said, was, well, the state would have to prove that. So uh, He's not going to admit a crime right there in front of everybody yeah i'm not sure if that was a news reporter or if that was some kind of legal consultant with a school it's a disgusting individual trying to trap somebody and you know pathetic attempt is what it sounds to me well yeah. right even I'm after he he you know said i could be concealed carrying and acknowledged that acknowledged that, that would be against you know the what i guess that would be illegal for him because he's had this restraining order but Nonetheless, they still let him walk on the campus, go inside, and they didn't have security officers following him around everywhere. He was pretty much free to no, walk. No, he was followed camp. around. He felt like he was. Be- I didn't. Oh, absolutely, he was followed it. around. Yeah, there was a, de- a security detail that was following him constantly. Oh, okay. I mean, they weren't following him within five feet of him, but they were following him for sure. Hmm. And there were also cops that were kind of back aways as well, keeping. But their there eye were on more than two dozen uh, supporters with them, and the I mean, cops were not- outnumbered. Yeah. On campus, the cops were outnumbered, uh, but there are a lot of cops in the entirety of Plymouth. Like they were everywhere, sure. looking for people, like with Ron Paul bumper stickers, trying to pull them over for whatever reason they possibly could. In fact, we ended up getting pulled over uh, in Manchester as we were driving back. Uh, Damo had to drop some court papers off, and a cop pulled us over there. Uh, Derek J who's our normal co-host on Tuesday nights, allegedly didn't have an inspection sticker on his car. And so he's been ticketed for that. And actually, when we were pulled over, uh, the cop was kind of, you know, cop in an attitude, uh, was not a friendly officer. He didn't like that Derek rolled down his window just a crack, got upset about that. It's cold out, by the way, in New Hampshire. Mm. And uh, and so Derek was very good with the with the cop. Uh, he stood his ground on that. But the one mistake was made, and this is a mistake that uh, that I made. But it didn't it didn't happen to me like it happened to him. The cop pulled the door open, just grabbed his car door. Yeah, just opened the door right up. My car After, has automatic locks, so I guess I'm safe in that regard. That's what I that's that's what I would suggest to anybody. You get pulled over by the cops, lock your doors. And I didn't even think about saying something. I noticed the cop going for it, but before he opened the door, it was, oh, you know, it was yeah, too you late. You, yeah. And uh, and the cop had ordered him to get out of the car, or told him to get out of the car. So he told him to roll his window down. Derek refused, and he was told to get out of the car, and Derek refused. And that's when the man just pulled the door wide open. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy because how would he even know that his door is unlocked? And imagine if his door had been locked and he was trying to get into the, the car. Yeah. That would be crazy. It was crazy, and we were pretty upset about it. Uh, Derek ended up getting a ticket, and he had some questions for the cop toward the end of the uh, the encounter. And, and by the way, a demo from coplock.org was recording. My phone was on the fritz, unfortunately, so I was unable to quick .com it, which is great because if you've got more than one camera, if there's a technical problem, yep. you've still got it covered. So uh, so we actually had one camera that was successfully recording the whole time. 
And the cop got uppity about it. You should probably inform me if you're going to be recording me. And I said, I already told you that we were recording. But the funny thing is, Derek pointed out that the cop talked to him as though Derek were the one that we're recording. Right. You should inform me as though we're all this, you know, collective activist mass, basically. And I suggested that, uh, well, maybe he sees it that way. Maybe the cop's actually talking to the universe. Like, <laughs> you know, you, the universe, need to inform me uh, when I'm being recorded. Because, you know, we all are connected and we're all kind of one in the, the universe. It's like one that. love there uh, on the side of the road in Manchester. I think Manchester. you're giving a little too much credit. That's what I said. You know, I didn't <laughs> think the cop would really follow that one if I, if I had brought that one up. So that went, you know, oh, oh, and so Derek had questions for the cop, and Derek was asking some of these questions as the cop had brought the paperwork back with the ticket, and the cop was, you know, basically ordering him to, you're going to send this back in, and you're going to do this, and da 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 Well, uh, so Derek starts asking these questions, and he gets through, I think, two questions before the cop, in total frustration, just throws the ticket through the cracked window, because at this point, the cop had gone back to the car. Derek had closed his door and and locked the door. So the cop just shoves the ticket through the window and turns around and and storms off at that point. So he wasn't very interested in in answering the questions of his constituent, of his employer, uh, you know, the the people he supposedly is serving. Sounds like Derek was flexing his rights. Yes, he was. And uh, so we, we drove away and, and went home after that. So uh, I've got some interviews here with some college girls as far as uh, we wanted to play these last night. We didn't get a chance to get around to them. Get into some detail here. because the, They the are news, frustrating as they could be. Right. The news gives you little blips. You know, They give you little five-second sound bites. But this is actually full interviews from uh, activist Mike Sylvia. We went to the college campus yesterday at Plymouth State University where the gun rights protest was going to occur and uh, interviewed some some folks at ask you uh, your name and where you're going to school here i'm rosemary murphy and i go to school at plymouth state and uh, there's an event tomorrow that you've heard about yeah. uh, can you tell me what's going on or what you've heard about it i've heard that on? there's going to be two people with guns on campus that are going to be visible and although they're going to be visible i still don't think it's a good idea to have guns on campus period guns on campus is just an opportunity for violence and Having that opportunity for for violence is going to create more violence, especially in an atmosphere of adolescent teenagers. Adolescent teenagers. Hmm. Is that the right term? Don't adolescents come before teen teens? Pre-pubescent, thumb-sucking. Am I mistaken on that? The the definition of adolescent isn't that one who is not yet a teenager? Am Um, I wrong about that? I I think it's early teens is what I thought it was, but I'm not entirely sure on it. But you can use it as a description that is less than, uh, you know, like a a description of action. Uh, A description of juvenile behavior. Juvenile behavior. Yeah, I'm sure you could. All right, more coming up here. We'll get uh, more with this young lady and uh, your thoughts as well. If you would like to share them, you're welcome to do so at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Venus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 
855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there, totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And the features include news updates. You can get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. And you can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you. That is news.freetalklive.com. Oh, and by the way, over at Facebook, Mark, you're still doing giveaways at least for the next week or a week or so, basically. Yeah, about that. I got to get in there and do another one. I've, you know, it's uh, got to remember to do it every day. You can go to the Facebook at facebook.freetalklive.com. Click the like button if you haven't yet. And then you're going to be you're going to be good to go when it comes time for one of these giveaways. And we're doing a bunch of uh, great stuff. We've got uh, books, we've got DVDs, we've got uh, let's see, Tota Sacks help you bring the groceries back in. You know, Yearly the movie DVD, Guns and Weed DVD, also Ruger BX25 magazines. And uh, in addition to that, Seamus's booty. <laughs> That's right. It is uh, what an ebook uh, from uh, Taryn Lupo. Taryn Lupo is a great author. Yep, yeah, and uh, sort of a, a kid's version of his, uh, you know, spinoff from his Pirates of Savannah, which is not a kid's book. No, if you don't want your kids to, you know, read about sex and shootings and things like that. Gotcha. So anyway, check it's out a great Sh- book, Seamus's though. booty. Yeah, and you'll win copies of that, right, at some point during the. Uh, I, I, we already did that. You already did that one. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, there's all kinds of prizes to win every yeah. single day. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual Mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. And we've seen food prices go up over the last few years here in the United States, and they're predicted to go up significantly more. There are food shortages around the world, and that only means higher prices here. Um, You can invest in stored food now, and you'll be paying today's market rates when rates go up. I mean, here, here's a prediction for you. Costs of food are going to continue to go up. You can visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. Request a free entree sample. How, how easy could they make it for you? For a limited time during the holidays, enter promo code FTL to get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. You need promo code FTL to get the free entree sample, the free shipping, the 10% off any order. Peace of mind is included. The greatest gift you can give your loved ones this holiday season is wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. All right. So uh, we will, of course, take your calls if you make them 855-450-FREE. would still love to hear from somebody who uh, supports the idea of people being restricted from being able to defend themselves on campus with uh, whether we're talking about firearms or knives or pepper spray or anything. These things are banned from college campuses around the country. Now, there are some areas where they're actually allowed. And, you know, you never hear about those schools having school shootings. It just doesn't seem to happen uh, where people are actually armed. Uh, Students can legally be armed. Why would a criminal want to go to that campus? But, Ian, doesn't allowing guns on campuses sort of taint the learning environment? Well, certainly that's what some folks would argue. I'm not sure how that would be the case. (laughs) I don't know you? either. No, yeah, <laughs> that's just sure what I've heard I mean, said. How, how does somebody having a gun on them do anything as far as changing what goes on inside a classroom? Well, apparently some of these young ladies are pretty upset about it. We're uh, running a, uh, a video here from Mike for Liberty on YouTube, and he's interviewing some of the uh, college uh, youngsters here, for lack of a better term, because that's what they're saying here is that these kids are too young 
And she uses the term adolescent teenagers. And I guess I was mistaken. I thought adolescence was prior to puberty. I am incorrect about that. According to the dictionary, the transitional period between puberty and adulthood in human development, extending rather mainly over the teen years and terminating legally when the age of majority is reached. Now, is the age of majority 18 or 21? 18. Because you're not really a legal adult until you're 21 in this country, right? There, you could still sign up with the Pell Grant until 24. I mean, there's an argument to be had that uh, you know, that, and you could be on your parents' insurance and stuff to like 25. that. 25. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's different, really different ages of majority. Well, so they're saying here essentially, one could argue that these college students are adults. They're certainly all over the age of 18, and. But it was actually pointed out at this press conference and discussion that was had with, between the folks that were uh, you know, standing up for gun rights and the ability to carry weapons and some of these students. You know, it was pointed out – and I actually asked one of these questions to, to Brad – was uh, you know, isn't it ironic here that the same people – that the students – some of these students are looking to to protect them from people carrying guns are the very same people that are threatening to put those students same, – same students in a cage for underage drinking or for smoking pot. Anybody who's been on a college campus knows that there's no, there's no shortage of people being arrested for things like underage drinking, open house party, possession of marijuana. There's no shortage of these arrests. Nope. So the very same people are, that are protecting them are the ones that are actually threatening them. And I pointed out, if anybody has anything to fear, it's from the men with the badges and the guns. They're the ones with the cages that they're putting college students in. And that was, uh, I thought it was good to bring that up. Let's go to Adam listening to WNMT in northern Michigan, or not Michigan, rather, Minnesota. Excuse me, Adam, you're listening on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, it's not Adam, man, it's Dan. Wow, they really, uh, the board op really blew that one. <laughs> I didn't I don't get know. the first letter right. I'm not sure how Dan sounds like Adam, That's but they wrote, okay, buddy. they wrote down Adam. I'm on my cell phone. I'm told you, were, you said Adam, but anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, I'm just, can you believe it? When is it going to end? Believe what? believe the whole thing. I was just listening to you. It's like, when is it going to end? With the, the, you know, cops, they're dirty down in Chicago. They got busted. That governor got busted down there in Chicago. They're all dirty. Well, I don't know if all cops are dirty. I, I think No, that- not all cops. I've got a friend that's a cop. I Excuse me. I, they're not all dirty. But I've even had the friend that's cop told me that there are dirty cops. Oh, there's no shortage of them. I had a detective, uh, a New York police detective that I knew who told me every single one of his, uh, the people that he knew in the New York police department were corrupt. Were corrupt, yeah. 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 So, you know, what are you going to do? The ones that aren't dirty are dirty by association. Well, right. They're the ones that, that, uh, that a lot of them believe they're doing the right thing, but they're, they're wrong because they're hurting right. peaceful people. And uh, that's, yeah. that's not cool. No, they got busted down in Chicago. They were in bars, and they had cocaine on them. The cops did, and they'd come up to you and go, Hey, Ian, how you doing tonight? Oh, my name's Dan. And then they'd stuff, like, cocaine into your pocket without, you know, you'd have, they'd buy oh, a couple geez. drinks and then go, Hey, what's that, Ian? Oh, it looks like you got some cocaine there. Oh, I'm an undercover cop. Uh, you're busted. Wow. Can you imagine what oh, that's like? I, you know, like what? I, how did they get in my pocket? I've never done coke in my life. It would be a, to- yeah, a total shock. You know, that's I, not mine. Exactly. Someone put that there. When, when I was when I was in prison, no. I can tell you this happened over and over and, and over, over again. And over again, yeah. They yeah. they plant something on somebody yeah. and then find exactly. it on them. And, you know, you can just yeah. see the look on the guy's face. He's just like, oh you man. Got to get me. 
And and they're not even sh- they're, they're they're not so much uh, stunned that it's in their pocket. They know exactly what's happened the moment it happens. Yep. Exactly. Yep. They're just bummed it happened to them. <laughs> yeah. No, and I had a buddy, a good buddy, up here in northern Minnesota. He went to cop school over in uh, maybe I shouldn't say the town. I don't know. But Somewhere anyway, in northern they, Minnesota. In northern Minnesota, they sent him up to like the border of North Dakota and Minnesota. His job during the mornings was working at McDonald's. And then in the evening, he'd go into the bars with pot on him, and he'd get to know these people, and then he'd go, hey, do you guys want to buy some pot? It's horrible. Go, it's such a yeah. slimy and, thing and to do. It's yeah. so slimy. And he goes, you know what? He, he did it for about six months, and he goes, these people were working people. Yep. I'm glad, I'm glad he saw it the right way, and thank pot. you very much, whatever your name is. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. <laughs> Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. We're talking about guns on campus, but you can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Not just guns, but also all weapons. The ability for humans to defend themselves should not stop when they cross the arbitrary border onto a government-run college campus. Now, if you've got your own private college and you want to set whatever private rules you want to for your private property, great. But you can probably count on one hand the number of private, truly private colleges that don't take money from the federal government or state governments. Probably can count them on one hand. And I bet less than three fingers. There's, uh, what's the, Hillsdale? Hillsdale. I've heard that they're Phoenix University, the, the the online one. That's commercial. What's that mean? It's commercial. It's um, I don't know. There's different. There's differences. Um, yeah, they'll accept Pell grants and things like that. I bet you. Sure. Mm, I don't okay, think. That, good point. Yeah, I don't think that that's. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know good. any more than Hillsdale. Maybe All, there's more. I, I've heard that Hillsdale, and I heard one other college at one point, but I don't think it still does. Uh, I think I think it's just Hillsdale. So uh, if you know better, 855-450-FREE is the number here. We'll continue. In fact, Brad Jardis will be joining us here shortly. I want to tell you about uh, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You can go there and get just all kinds of uh, – they've got all kinds of books, whether it's in the categories of business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction – up. Anything else? They've got economics. Um, you know, they've—if you've been meaning to get a hold of Freakonomics or Super Freakonomics, they've got it there for you, and you can download it for free. What? For free? That's right. Go no to joke. audiblepodcast.com/ftl. You'll get a free gold membership included in that as a download. I think it's a one-month membership, and the gold membership allows you to get one download. It's per like month. audiblepodcast.com giving you a Christmas gift or holiday. That's gift. right. Audiblepodcast.com/ftl yeah. in order to uh, to get the free book, and that's how it works. Thanks a lot. That's easy. Yep. All right. 855. Merry Christmas. Audible. 450 free. Uh, Let's get back to this young lady on the college campus here in a moment. But first, we'll uh, get back to – well, actually, we'll talk to Brad Jardis, who is, uh, I guess, celebrating his success uh, today, not being arrested, uh, going on Plymouth State University campus with Tommy Mozingo, a former member of the military. Brad, yourself, a former uh, police officer, spent 11 years on the force in New Hampshire 
and uh, now coming onto a college campus and having a, a lengthy discussion with the, 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 the young people there and some of the professors and staff at the college. The police were around, but they were pretty much hands-off besides giving you an order from a man in a robe when you first arrived on the campus. But otherwise, they kind of stood back and watched what transpired. You were not carrying a gun strapped to you, as was your original intention. And as you pointed out, you you think everything went very, very Visibly well. Tra- strapped to Visibly you. strapped to you. Uh, you, th- you thought everything went very well. In fact, uh, you ended up getting a court case without even having to be arrested. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think actually things went exceptionally well. I, I would actually like to tip my uh, my proverbial hat to law enforcement who was there that day, uh, although or today rather, uh, although they uh, would have done things that I would view to be immoral and illegal um, for uh, at the behest of uh, a bad court order. Uh, the fact remains they were very professional today. Um, the media kept asking me over and over again if I was a gun because I was trying to make a point. Um, everything, like just like last night on your show, for anyone who heard last night on the show, I kept saying, "Well, I won't carry a rifle." So, I, you know, I kept speaking vaguely about whether or not I would be carrying a gun. And then today, the media kept asking me, "Well, are you carrying a gun?" I said, "Well, I mean, you never know." Yeah. And uh, I kept I kept doing that to make a point that look, I mean, words on paper aren't going to start stop somebody from doing something that uh, could hurt a tremendous amount of people, specifically criminals re- that uh, people yeah, that don't care I, about what the law is. Yeah, criminals don't care. I mean, I didn't, uh, you know, what they really wanted to happen today didn't happen. We did everything, and I really have to tip my hat to uh, the, the Freedom Liberty activists from Keene. I mean, you guys were very classy, uh, handed out lots of really good information, and uh, just it was the Shire Choir performed. Yeah, we did. We did outside and inside. We did two performances. It was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, people, the people there, um, some of the people who were shaking their, head, their heads when I was trying to, you know, explain why firearms and self-defense rights are important, some of those same people who were shaking their heads at me were clapping their hands for you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean, psychologically, they got to think, well, wait a second. I mean, all these, these people who are talking about freedom and rights, they're, they're all together, and maybe they're not such bad people. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it's a tremendously exceptional uh, outreach idea that Richard only came up with. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think today went very well. Um, I have two very good attorneys here in New Hampshire, Seth Hippel and Brandon Ross. Excuse me, Tommy and I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be uh, writing a blog on Free Keen. I'm actually going to be setting up a chip-in. Uh, and if there are people out there listening who are interested in helping us uh, fight uh, against illegal regulations or, or regulations, period, having to do with uh, self-defense freedom, please consider donating um, to help us win this battle in court, because I think we will win this battle in court. And when we do, uh, you know, tonight uh, there's over 150 media outlets in the country that are covering this story, to include the Washington Post. And, uh, you know, if we win this battle in court, it's going to be tremendous. And it's going to, people are going to know that Free State Project activists had had a lot to do with it. So what do you think your chances are at the lowest level of the court? I mean, the judge has already enjoined you against, uh, you know, doing this. Um, you know, it seems to me that the, what that indicates is that the judge believes that the university must be right, right? What do you think at the lowest level? Do you think you'll have to appeal uh, upwards? Well, there's, there's one thing that I thought of, and, you know, this particular judge, he very well could be very pro-firearm freedom, and he could have granted this order... So we would have the opportunity to come in there and just absolutely decimate 
the uh, the case that the University System of New Hampshire made, and uh, just absolutely, uh, you know, have them laughed out of court uh, for what they're trying to claim. Because you know, this this is not one of those cases where someone says, "Well, I have the Ninth Amendment right to do this." You know, this is a case of where the New Hampshire legislature has officially spoken on this issue. Uh, and it is quite clear that what they're doing is illegal. And so they're breaking the law, and then they, you know, when we say, hey, we're going to show up and peacefully distribute information about how you're breaking the law, they go and they obtain a court order mm-hmm. to prohibit us from doing something that they're not legally allowed to do anyway. Well, I, I love your optimism, Brad, and I appreciate it. I've just been so uh, – I've seen these court cases go so poorly for people over time. And I remember we had our friend Sam, uh, who was here on the show for a while – who uh, was kind of putting a lot on the idea that he would win a court case, and he didn't win yeah. that court case. And he spent $15,000 in that particular court case. He decided not to appeal it, and I don't blame him, because it would have cost him another ten grand or something like that to appeal it. And uh, so, you know, that was that. But he thought he was going to win. He was so confident. I mean, he'd spent money on this uh, hotshot attorney, and who's now apparently the Speaker of the House uh, in New Hampshire, by the way. And... Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he failed, and it kind of sent him into a downward spiral. And I guess I'm concerned that uh, you are so jazzed about this, and you th- really think you know your stuff, and you do. You do more research on the law than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, absolutely think he knows his stuff. I just concerned. I don't think it'll matter yeah, yeah. personally. I think they're going to do whatever they want. Uh, but uh, I, I really hope that what they want to do is to go and take your side, so you can win this thing, Brad. But what if you don't win? What happens then? Then gun uh, gun rights have been restricted. Correct. I mean, then it's the court is upholding essentially what the university system's doing. Well, there's two courts that this battle can be fought in, and the first one is going to be the court of the court of law. And <clears throat> excuse me, I truly believe our position is very, very sound and firm. Um, but if we lose in the court of law, we have the court of public opinion, and there are numerous people in New Hampshire, you know, Democrats. Uh-oh. Excuse me, there are Demo- oh, Democrats sorry. and uh, uh, Republicans alike, not even libertarians, who feel very strongly about firearm freedom. And when they hear about how uh, the, the law was written this way and the, the legislature managed to weasel, excuse me, the uh, New Hampshire University system managed to weasel their way out of it, um, th- that's going to put a lot of pressure on representatives. You know, we can get people to put pressure on their representatives to pass this bill, House Bill 334. To, to, to win anyway. All right. Well, as long as you don't get all bummed out if you lose in the court systems and like disappear from activism, I certainly wouldn't want that because you're a great activist and you put this together no. today and it was huge publicity for the Free State Project. You managed to plug them a bunch of times. Uh, obviously, freekeen.com's been getting all kinds of traffic. And uh, thanks, Brad. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope, that's it. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, dude. Talk to you later. More coming up here. Your thoughts as well. Also, get back to the youngsters from the school and what they think. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Brought to you by SACL. 
SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. They can do it for your business. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Uh, Jason Osborne, the one of the principals over there at SACL CAI, has uh, been a big supporter of Free Talk Live for a very long time. You can support uh, the ideas of liberty by supporting SACL CAI. If you've got a business, they can handle your accounts receivable. SACL CAI. All right. So I, apparently I should... <laughs> I've been critiqued for calling uh, college students youngsters, and it's probably an accurate critique. I'm not that old, uh, but they certainly do seem young uh, these these days. And uh, but youngster is really probably just another word for child, so it's no better than using the term kid. Yep. College students, <laughs> right? Because you you talk to uh, you know a guy there that could very well have been a student who was older. True. I mean, you're just you're just generalizing here, and the best way to generalize is to buy. You you can be accurate. You can say college, college students. students. Right. So we're uh, we're playing back some video footage here, uh, some audio from this, uh, some interviews that an activist did on the Plymouth State University campus with some. Is it okay to say young ladies? Yes. I like that. I like young ladies. Young ladies. Uh, So young ladies on the Plymouth State University campus and their thoughts about carrying weapons to uh, to have guns and other weapons on campus, especially in a atmosphere of adolescent teenagers who have hormones rushing and raging and just want to you know don't really think about what they're doing so i think it's a bad idea okay and so uh, certainly uh, personal responsibility comes into carrying firearms or driving a car for that matter yeah but i don't know i feel like guns are a little different than cars they sure are yeah guns don't care, n- kill near as many people as cars do yeah. right yet all these crazed adolescent teenagers which one of them goes on to this the second lady goes on to point out how they're all drunk or whatever or maybe that was a different interview i think it was a different one but uh the, basically the suggestion is that kids shouldn't be allowed to have firearms because they are drunk all the time on college campus and they're adolescent and they they misbehave and you can't they can't be trusted man if everyone on campus is drunk that's probably not the best school to go to you might want to oh they love it school. it's party school I mean, <laughs> that's why they want to go there, so they can just party. But that's what they do in college. Now you're generalizing again. You know, find me a college where they don't party. Where part- there parties are probably do not some go people on. on the college campus who do not party. That's probably true. Yeah, you know, like the book nerds or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that party on college campus. I'm sure. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, so these crazed adolescent teenagers they can't be trusted with guns, but put a two-ton killing machine in their hands and let them tool around in the streets with that. That's a great idea, right? Sure, they could be drunk. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a lot of people will bring up Virginia Virginia Tech and the uh, events there. Mm -hmm. Do you not think that guns on campus, other individuals armed, would have stopped that sooner than waiting for police to show up and... I'm not so sure, because I'm not sure everyone is trained for to have guns, and people could be shooting up and accidentally shooting other people. I think we should have higher security, possibly. And this police. goes to show the ignorance of this girl regarding these two activists that are going to do this. One of them's a former military, one of them's former police, and they've had all the training that she, that she could possibly want them to have, well, but she still doesn't want them there with guns. She might not even be specifically speaking about them, mm-hmm. because some, about people, the other some people might be comfortable with those two individuals, but then, oh, just a student body but what they're not taking into account is that a lot of criminal a lot of what doesn't get reported on which it doesn't necessarily it's a lack of uh action 
um, by criminals because either someone showed their weapon or they realize there could be weapons. Yeah. Like that's not it's the unseen. There so. are a lot of stand downs and people that are rescued from crime, so you never get well, reported. Because, never mind. See right. you later. Yeah, exactly. And also the uh, the point that was made uh, earlier is that the the fact is that the there's people that uh, you know drink young people the same age that drink just as much that don't go to college and everywhere else in New Hampshire you can have a gun. Those people can have guns. Yeah. Carry. Where are all Great the point. crimes those people are doing? Yep. This college probably has off-campus housing. I there's mean, plenty of drunk. There's plenty of drunk young people on any Saturday night in New Hampshire and all across the country outside of bars. And in places where they, uh, you know, are very, very drunk, it's 1 a.m., you know, whatever, the bars are letting out, there's fights. But yeah. you don't hear about shootings happening that often. And right, how about right here um, in Keene, where Keene State College has the same rules? Yeah. Now, most That's what I'm of talking the, about. at least half of the, uh, I don't know half, I'm not going to make any, a great deal of the student body lives in off-campus housing. Yeah. They're always, cops are always getting called to duplexes and, and houses where these kids live. They're and, breaking up parties, too. Why right, aren't they blasting why the cops? These kids shooting each other. If this concern is valid, it would be valid for the dorm room and it would be valid for the off-campus housing. Yeah, great point. Let's continue. Men on campus wearing policemen with weapons to protect the students before we let students have guns on campus. So you would have a, a cop for every person that is walking around? Not every person, no, but I would have it close by in every building. I think having the opportunity she wants to you to pay for it. And that's the point. This girl isn't going to pay for well, it. Well, wait, aren't these kids also... I'm oh, sorry. Young adults, aren't these uh, students <laughs> also, you know, concerned about the cost of tuition? No. Well, yeah, they are. A well, lot of them are in debt. She's, she's not even paying attention to that. If what, she's even paying it. I've heard the fallacious argument made that if you were to allow guns on campus, you would need more security and that would cost more and tuition rates to go up. It's true. The rates would go up if they had more security. If they had more security, but yeah. the more security wouldn't be necessary if you allowed students to carry Well, weapons. this is true. You're right about that. So she continues. Have a gun is just strong on a college campus. Okay. Thank you very much for your yep. opinions. Thank you. <laughs> Heather O'Day. Hi, Heather. Um, so you have a little bit different opinion on uh, firearms on campus? Um, not really quite on campus. I'm pro-gun, but I don't think that but... individuals on this campus should be having guns that are loaded and whether they're concealed or not. I just don't think that people, like my friend Rose said, I don't think people have training at this age, and maybe they do, but they shouldn't bring it on campus. Not around all these kids. Okay. Kids. So they call the people this kids. age shouldn't bring guns around all these kids. Yeah. And this is why I don't understand is the idea that I guess they're thinking of certain students that they, when they think of them with a gun on their hip, it freaks them out. But they already trust these students to obey the rules of the college concerning guns. They already trust them to obey those rules. So if there's that trust for them, then why do they not trust them to not shoot someone? Great point, because they, they're just completely in this world where they believe that the laws stop people. They must, they must believe the laws stop people from, or the rules in the campus, stop people from, from doing those things. And the sad part is probably because they follow the law. And so they think the other people do. Well, they follow this law. This law. Right. right. They still drink underage. Right. This girl's, th that girl smoked pot. And the same cops Probably. that she's trusting to keep her safe is the one that'll drag her off to well, jail. And Brad Jardis pointed it out, pointed that fact out to these uh, folks that were standing around today as they were having a discussion. He pointed out that you guys likely break some of the, some of the school rules, that you break some of the laws. 
So why wouldn't anybody else? Why wouldn't someone who wanted to shoot someone also break that? Absolutely rules? stupid. Yeah. So he made some really great points. We're going to continue here uh, with you and your thoughts. We've got Russell on the line in Colorado. Russell, you're uh, Russell. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Weapons in schools. I. What did you say? I'm sorry. We just cut in on your call, and you said weapons in schools. What? Did you something say something before that? sort of ironic that my peers trust me to carry a big glass bottle filled with water around and trust that I'm not going to club them to death. They trust that people carry around pencils and no one's going to jab them with it. Your bottle of water could be filled with some sort of caustic fluid. You could throw it in people's eyes. Bleach. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff you could do with a glass bottle if you wanted to do some damage. The term running amok comes from a time when someone with a machete could destroy an entire group of people doesn't one point in fact there was actually a news story on wmur's site when we were watching that video earlier tonight i saw one of the stories on the the highlights where there was a guy that went to a mall in new hampshire earlier today with a hammer and just went around the whole mall just bashing in windows and things like that i mean the guy he was yelling about how he was god he had the hammer of the gods i would feel a lot safer having trained people a say a well-regulated militia god forbid I would feel a lot safer with a well-regulated militia around if some lunatic with a hammer starts running amok. Thanks, Russell, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, back to Plymouth State University students. There's a personal responsibility issue there. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, the real challenge, uh, as I understand it in this, is that the university system claims to be somehow different than a town, seems to claim private property here or private property rights and the ability to make their own rules as opposed to uh, other political jurisdictions. Any any knowledge about that or thought about that? Um, I don't have a ton of knowledge I about really anything. I care less what's legal and illegal. I just want what I want. And that is to control other people. The email that we received and that it's, you know, they're going to come on campus and all that stuff. But um, I just don't think it's a smart idea to put them on even like our public campus because you don't know what's going to happen. Again, she says to put them there. But she's put them. Right. <laughs> yeah, just throw just put empty gun, like guns, like put loaded guns on the the, uh, the campus lawn and let anyone grab them. Right, <laughs> well, you know she's being interviewed. It's tough to, yeah, to, to it do is. this, but uh, you know to you know to be live and all that kind of thing. But you know there are guns on that campus every day. See you tomorrow, freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.